This is Purpose, Passion, and Coffee. This is your host, Christian J. Lynch speaking. Thank you for tuning in to another episode today. Feel free to rate, share, subscribe to the podcast. Know your purpose, pursue your passion, and most importantly, enjoy the process. Let's get it. So in this episode, it was a privilege and an honor to have Heather Rose Crab, and I would say she's one of the top photographers in Kansas City and growing um, with 2,500 followers on Instagram. Just has some great content, even though we shouted her out at the end. I want to do it right now at the beginning so you can check her out. It's definitely worth it. And that's uh, Heather Rose Photo on Instagram, and her website will be linked in her bio. Um, but yeah, if you want to just talk to her, reach out to her. She loves to work with people and, and give advice. Or even if you want to book you know, a wedding or whatever services that she has, um, I would highly recommend her. All of her work is amazing. And She's able just to share her journey and her story on this podcast, which is which is what I want. And also just a lot of great advice if you're a photographer or in the business world. And uh, just even so as being a business owner in a marriage you know, relationship um, and how to balance that out and just to some of the fun things that she loves doing in her free time. So I hope you really enjoy this episode. I had a blast with Heather. All right. Welcome to this episode, guys. As always, I have another special guest on the podcast. Super excited to have her on. I've been trying to get her on for a while, and it's finally worked out for the both of us. So I just want to welcome uh, Heather Rose Crab to the podcast. Hello, what's up? Thank you so much for for being on, and uh, hope you enjoy some of the post coffee that we made. And I yes. mean, you and Luke are usually at post. You guys go to post a decent amount. You We're said? regulars. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Luke is also here in the background. You guys can't see him obviously as a podcast, but uh, he's here. He'll take some photos and just keep a keep a good company for for the both of us. But. Uh, yeah, so getting into it, obviously, I want—I know some people probably listening to this podcast do know you, but for the people that are um, that don't know you, would you just kind of want to fill them out where you're at in life right now? Like, you know, what you're obviously doing photography, and uh, you're doing amazing at that. Um, but kind of like, what does that look like, like right now for you in this type of season? How old are you? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yes, I am a full-time photographer right now. My main thing is like weddings and couples, but I also do families and all of that. I graduated from Mizzou in 2018. And while I was at Mizzou, I started my business there. Um, About halfway through college, I shot my first wedding and then just kind of started my business and then um, have been full-time since 2018 and also got married. And so I've been married for a little over two years now and living in Kansas City area. There we go. That's awesome. So um, going back to high school, middle school, everyone has dreams and stuff they like to pursue. Did you ever think, like did little Heather ever think that she was going to be a photographer? What did, uh, what did Heather want to be when she was in middle school, high school? Or did she know? Yeah. So actually, when I graduated high school, I moved to Nashville to okay. pursue the music industry. It was actually Were you, were you, a, were you a singer? Like I was guitar? not. No, no. <laughs> A talent in that way at all. I just wanted to work in the music industry. Okay. I loved music. Um, really, I just I loved like the creative world growing mm. up. Um, I didn't know that that would be photography yeah. then, and so um, went to Belmont in Nashville, which is like a big music school. Was majoring in music business, mm. and then um, yeah, obviously I didn't end up doing that. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Um, so how long were you there for? Did you said it for a year? Mm-hmm. Or? Okay. Yeah, I was just there for a year, and then ended up transferring to Mizzou to get that in-state tuition because okay. yeah, Belmont being a private school was a lot. So yeah. ended up transferring and yeah, the music scene just really isn't there in Columbia mm-hmm. like it is in Nashville. So For sure. um ended up having to change my major and rethink some things. And yeah, photography turned out to be the thing. Yeah. So while in so would you say the big move for you to go to Columbia was more so just saving money or was it also mixed with the experience of you tried music and it just wasn't necessarily for you or you thought you would have liked it more and you didn't? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I wasn't like in the music scene yet, just being a freshman mm-hmm. there at Belmont, but I thought it's what I really wanted to do. Like I was really into it and um, wanted to make connections there and stuff. And it seemed really cool. So the move was just to get in-state tuition and not have as much debt after college. Yeah. Um. But then once I did transfer, I like haven't looked back and thought, man, I wish that would have worked out. It totally makes sense why yeah. it didn't work out. Yeah. No, it's really good. And I think some listeners too, if if they're in that position, I think the, the freshman, I call them the freshman scaries where it's kind of like you're going into this. People tell you what you should do, what you shouldn't do, um, especially in the music world it's hard to really get money, I guess. It's, it's hard to really, I guess you said, quote unquote, make it 
And so I think that's comforting to, to say you're looking back at that right now and you want to question it like everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's cool because I think you can bring a lot of credibility and like it's okay to try something. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You know, mm-hmm. don't overthink it. Um, but so going into to MU, what was your major you graduated in? I graduated in communications, okay. so not photography. So perfect photography. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most really? people change their major like five times. It's a study. And then usually I think it was maybe – I'm probably going to butcher it, but I'm going to guesstimate. I think it's like 70 to 85% people don't use their major with what the job they're doing right now. That definitely seems accurate. Yeah. (laughs) I chose that major because whenever I had transferred, I was like, okay, well, I can't do music business here. I don't know what I want to do. What's something really broad that I can kind of do a lot with? And so it was communications. Yeah. I I hear that a lot. So, (laughs) yes. And at least it's not a business major. That's probably the biggest thing because everyone's always using business or marketing, which is nothing wrong with that. But that would have benefited me actually owning a business now. Yeah. That's actually, but you didn't know that. So it's okay. You can't overjudge yourself. Like things happen. But so, Going into that and graduating, um, what was the itch behind photography? You said you liked it, but what was there like a certain moment you're like you started picking mm-hmm. up, a, a, you know, a, a photo, you know, a, a picture, and you're like, I really like this picture, or you know, this camera like really caught your eye. What was it for you? Yeah. So growing up, my family traveled quite a bit. Um, we would just like go on a lot of road trips. And um, whenever you're traveling and seeing pretty places, you take photos. Mm-hmm. And so I really just casually took photos a lot like growing up and um it was whenever I moved to Nashville I was still like taking a lot of pictures in Nashville Mm -hmm. and got a nicer camera but really it was just for fun it was a hobby which I feel like that's how everyone starts out um and then yeah I started just like posting some of my photos I would take a lot of them would just be like landscape photos or things like that and um it was actually before I don't think I had done anything paid yet Mm -hmm. and my cousin asked me to shoot her wedding and that was a paid gig Yes, a little bit. Yeah, but it was my it was the wedding was my first like paid thing Mm -hmm. um, that I'd ever done. And so really, I just got thrown into it. Like before that, I hadn't thought really that I wanted to do it full time. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Um, And so, yeah, I very was an extreme amateur shot that wedding. But in doing that, I realized, oh, wow, I really love capturing these moments in people's Mm -hmm. lives. Like there's so um, there's so many moments that come together on a wedding day, like all of their loved ones and their family members. And I get to just see all of that in one day and capture it. And so it was really that first wedding that I shot that made me fall in love with photography as a whole, but especially in shooting weddings. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It's a cool story. I think, you know, I think it, some people were like, they were just thrown into something and that's how they knew they kind of liked it. But if it wasn't mm-hmm. for that one little thing. Mm-hmm. And so when it was your hobby, how long would you say from you're just kind of practicing on your own, doing stuff for fun till that wedding. How long was that? Was that like a couple of months or was that a year between that time frame? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I had been using like a little bit of a nicer camera for probably a year up until then. So mm-hmm. kind of learning how to use the camera. Um, but there's been a ton, obviously, that I've had to learn since then. Yeah. Like I was I was really, really beginner when yeah. I shot that first yeah. wedding. Do you ever um, look back at those photos and you're like, I thought it was good and now you're like, <laughs> I was not that good? They're definitely way different. But I mean, um, the couple loved the photos and were yeah. so like pleased with them and they're still hung in their house. And so that's, that's awesome. re- like really special to me, you know. Oh, for sure. Um, that was your first that was your first photo, like uh-huh. paid gig. So yeah. I were ta- before going on air, I remember like talking about my, you asked like, what was your favorite podcast? And I said, probably my first one with, you know, Caleb and Abby, just because it was a first, it was like the first actually official thing. And it's like really cool to, mm-hmm. to have that one under your belt. And just like to look back up on that was like the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but, um, so yeah, obviously you've been growing and growing and, um, obviously, so did you create a website like later on down the road or did you like people started hitting you up after that? How did you start growing your business? Cause that's a big thing. I think mm-hmm. photographers like, okay, so maybe I've got my first paid gig. Like how do I, where do I go from there and how do I grow something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, my first like way of marketing was just posting on Instagram. I just posted some photos of that wedding that I shot. Um, and then, yeah, not too long after that, I shot like an engagement session and just being at Mizzou, their grad shoot. So I was doing mm-hmm. a lot of graduation photos for friends But yeah, I just was posting on Instagram for a little bit before I even started a website. But then when I realized, okay, I'm getting paid for this, like, I think I actually need to make this a legit business. Then I started a website, made everything official while I was there. Yeah. 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 And so if you're saying, so someone's listening right now and they want to, you know, be a photographer Mm -hmm. um, and they're, they don't know, like, you know, how to, to really start. I mean, would you say 
just start taking photos of everything? Because I know some people are like, just take, keep taking photos. And you'll find some niche you really like or whether for you, you really like weddings. Is that correct? So what would you, what would say what some of your biggest advice for maybe a person that kind of wants to start out in photography? Yeah. If you're wanting to get into it, the best thing you can do is take photos, but actually doing shoots like, yeah, I mean, that was, I feel like that's something that everyone does just take pictures of like leaves or mm-hmm. <laughs> blades of grass, you know, that type of stuff. But no, you need to be, um, yeah, like doing shoots and really practicing and shooting in different environments, shooting like a moving subject and versus just something sitting still. Um, cause yeah, just whenever you're first starting out, you really need to know how to use your camera. Yeah. Um, even though you, you don't have to wait until you feel like you're officially a pro to start. Um, you still need to know how to use your camera. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people can just kind of get ahead of themselves because I mean, iPhones take great photos and you can have your camera on an auto setting. So I think people, um, see that and are just like, okay, I'm ready to start my business and I'll make an Instagram page and yeah. start getting shoots. But um, yeah, just learn how to use your camera first. You don't have to know everything, but just learn the basics yeah. um, and shooting in manual and yeah, go from there. Yeah. All that. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. So, which is okay. <laughs> I'm not a photographer. So it's, I would say the same thing with podcasts to start learning, you know, know the basics, learn, look up stuff. Um, would you say during that process, there was um, like certain people you, you watched or you, I mean, YouTube is definitely still a thing. So did you go to mm-hmm. YouTube and, or did you have other friends that were photographers kind of above you that you maybe did second shooting or you went to different weddings or you found other inspirations to help you out with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I actually um, took a photography class at Mizzou. Okay. And that's where I really learned how to use my camera and um, yeah, just studied photography and like the um, original heroes of photography and looking at the different art forms of photography. And so that opened my eyes, that opened my eyes to the photography world. Um, And that was before I even really knew for sure, again, that I wanted to make a business out of it. Um, But yeah, so I took a class that was really helpful. But what I learned most in the class was the homework assignments when I had to go and take pictures Mm -hmm. and actually practice the settings and we had our projects. So, um, but I did also watch a lot of YouTube videos, like how to shoot in manual. Mm -hmm. Um, YouTube videos are really great. And there's so much free education out there that yes, you should take advantage of it. Um, but don't just stay behind your computer screen. You got to get out and actually practice a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, that's great. I definitely agree with you, Heather. And I think if anyone wants to do anything, I think that's a, whether it's in photography, you can just kind of relate that a lot in life with everything, you know, there's a time to to learn, but at the same time, I don't think we should overthink things. You know, we have to finally get out and practice it and have faith and, mm-hmm. and kind of realize, okay, well, if I want to actually, you know, you practice, whether it's a sport or photography, like you practice, practice, but you're practicing for, for the game, you know, and the mm-hmm. games like the paid gig, the games, the, the big, you know, the wedding event that you have or the senior photos, whatever it is, you know, that's the game. And, and, and so I think it's really important. Uh, do you ever, do you still have your first camera? I or don't. Do you, okay. No. I, some people, I've <laughs> talked to some photographers and they have like it mounted on the wall or something like that. But I don't know if you're anyone of uh, yeah. that type of person. No, so. I was really eager to get a new one. So I'm like, I'm going to sell it, scrap <laughs> up the money I can. <laughs> what was your first camera? Um, I think it was, it was the rebel like T five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How much did it cost? Uh, I think the body with the lens was maybe like 600. Okay. Maybe. That's not too bad then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good yeah starter camera yeah. for sure. Did you, so going back to like, so let's talk about money things. Cause a lot of times people in college don't have money. So mm-hmm. was that like a, you, you didn't have a scholarship to MU, did you, but you have in-state tuition or did you, did you have a scholarship? Um, no, I didn't have a scholarship, okay. but yeah, I just took out some loans to go to school there. Um, but then also I assisted a photographer while I was there. So okay. I like worked part-time helping her and then also just worked in retail while I was there. So, yeah. So you kind yeah. of use that to kind of fuel, get the camera and start get your feet off the mm-hmm. ground. Yeah. And then also I rented some lenses, like whenever I couldn't afford to buy these nicer cameras, um, I rented some for like whenever I had a shoot. Mm-hmm. So that's an option too. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I think it's good to know that. Uh, I think when people follow you, you know, you have an amazing um, Instagram page and it's very professional and I think everyone starts somewhere. So I think it's okay to, to work a certain retail job or a certain jobs to kind of feel that ambition that you have. And then it's, it's kind of crazy thinking that you rented a lens, you know, cause I know that Heather Crab of the one that takes, she's the nice cameras and everything. And to know that the college Heather was rent, uh, renting lenses and stuff like that. And from the very beginning, so yeah. it's good to know that everyone starts somewhere, mm-hmm. but so what would, uh, do you have, you know, a certain wedding that you really love, that you love doing like all out of all your weddings, is there a certain one that you really love the most and why? Hmm. 
I've actually been asked that question before and it's really hard. Um, Maybe, okay, well, I'll give you leeway. I'll give some <laughs> grace. I'll give you like, you know, two or th- you can pick two or three. So. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I honestly don't think I have like, this was my ultimate favorite wedding, but I have favorite things about um, like different weddings that I have shot. Um, this year, it was a big surprise with um, just some aspects that became my favorite of weddings mm-hmm. whenever COVID hit yeah. and big gatherings had to be canceled. And so I shot like three intimate ceremonies mm-hmm. and they weren't planned. They were supposed to be like 150 people. Yeah. <laughs> and um, one of them was just in this beautiful venue in Kansas City called La Villa. And there were 10 people, including me there. And it was so intimate and the whole day was so slow um, because there wasn't the rush of, okay, getting everything ready for all the guests. It was just like spending the day with the few closest people, um, in this couple's lives. And I just got to be a part of that. And I felt, um, really just like welcomed in that space because it was so small and honored that I was one of the 10 people (laughs) witnessing these two get married. Um, and so I know that wasn't as planned and this year has been an unexpected for a lot of couples that have had to change their weddings but honestly I loved it and it was really special and I could see myself liking to shoot more like elopement style weddings mm-hmm. in the future just because of that experience yeah but. you feel like it allows you to be more present in the moment you get to capture like it gets more intimate mm-hmm. yeah I think everyone is a little bit more settled with the smaller more intimate weddings um even though i mean everyone there's always going to be large weddings and i love large weddings too getting to have everyone you know there yeah um, that's somewhat close to you but yeah whenever there aren't a lot of people there the day does just slow down a little bit Mm. and you're focused you get an entire day with your siblings and your parents versus when you have 150 people there you um you're entire day isn't focused on those small amount of people you know you have to try and say hi to every single person there and so yeah yeah that's awesome and uh i think it it goes like you know picture says a thousand words something like that you know so Mm -hmm. it's just like it's cool that you can find something you love and it's you know when you see a pictures or even see your pictures or other photographers and it's you know really well put out it's like it just captures the moment so so well and it's just like it's a beautiful thing it's art i I believe pictures and just taking the camera is art and people are able to look back on it so it's cool that you know you you love what you're doing Mm -hmm. and but you also love being a part of what a wedding is like what you know the whole thing behind the wedding is like people coming together and celebrating um spending the rest of their lives together and you Mm -hmm. get to capture that and so i guarantee there's some people that definitely dream of of doing that and so i think you're Mm -hmm. think you're leading the way and being inspiration to people sometimes like looking back we talked about in the beginning with like you know not knowing what you want to do to go to nashville or or belmont and you know and then you're coming back to mu and doing communications and then here you are capturing this wedding and you're like yes my favorite part was being super intimate with the other people and taking pictures and it was like super cool it's like i don't think heather would have said that you know 10 years ago Mm -hmm. so it's just cool how you kind of cultivate and create your own self a little bit you know with what kind of comes at you and uh but your style though is is definitely would you say it's more like warm and thriving a little bit how would you you know explain your style because everyone you know is a little different so Mm -hmm. what's what's heather rose's crab style yeah um so i always tell my couples like during a consultation if they're looking to possibly book me for their wedding um just what to expect when working with me is that i love capturing connection and emotion in a way that looks and feels natural um and so i do guide like my people that i'm taking pictures of completely Mm -hmm. i don't um because i'm not taking pictures of people who are paid models so they don't know what to do in Mm -hmm. front of the camera so my job is to make them feel comfortable and get them to interact and focus on each other almost not focusing on the camera um, is what i try to do so yeah i would say um, more candid natural style of photography um but really on a wedding day i'm wanting to tell a story too Mm -hmm. so you could say it's like storytelling which is a style of photography um yeah just really through photos learning a little bit more about the people that are in the photos yeah where did you learn to because sometimes that could be awkward for photographers to handle people and so what would be some of your tips to like you know if someone's starting out in photography you know, especially I've, I feel like girls and this is nothing that could be more timid about maybe telling a guy what to do, you know, the groom. How do you, you know, you just, you just like you just like bring out that low voice of yours and just tell them, to, you know, <laughs> and like an army commander voice or what do you what's your tips to help someone like kind of like explain to them what to do and how to look and pose? Mm-hmm. Yeah, early on, that was like really hard because 
you are also so focused on your camera mm-hmm. and okay, I need to have all the right settings. I need to make sure that these photos come out well, but then you're also having to focus on yeah. guiding the people. And so um, my biggest thing that I had to get to a point where I could slow down during the shoot and I wasn't so like, okay, we only have an hour. I got to rush and get like, I just really had to get to a point where I could slow down and be calm and just really present with the people looking them in their eyes, not just looking at them through my camera the Mm -hmm. whole time. I think that was something early on where the entire shoot, I was just looking at them through my camera versus taking my camera away from my eyes for a minute and looking at them and instructing them, telling them, okay, I want you guys to look at each other, stay really close. Um, and also telling them like it's okay you can talk to each other yeah. during this shoot yeah um, it makes it more natural yeah so. and stay moving i tell them to stay moving because just whenever you're really stiff for a long period of time you just start to feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. and so <laughs> just getting them moving looking at each other um and yeah just like letting them see my face throughout it too not just having the camera up in yeah. front of me the whole time yeah i know yeah, that's really good because i i think i had dawson as a photographer and he said one of the hardest things is when you're doing poses and weddings, especially with him, he's, you know, you're probably more, you have that more girl aspect of different things of what they want to look <laughs> like. He's like, I just, the wedding things is harder for me because I'm just trying to get them to pose, you know, just trying to find different things. So yeah. I feel like it's super, super important because as a business perspective, if, if they, if a couple feels natural with you and the way you made them feel with posing, more than likely they will recommend you. Is that, would you, would you say that's right? They would recommend you possibly to a, another friend that's getting married or an engagement thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. People's experience of what it felt like during the shoot is sometimes even more impactful than what the photos end up turning mm-hmm. out like. Wow. Um, like even before they see their photos, they'll text me and just be like, thank you so much. I had so they haven't much even seen fun. the photos. It it's great. like, it could be like a SpongeBob. Right? I'm like, you don't even know what these photos look like, but they're like, the shoot was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, yeah. So experience is huge. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I think we talked a little bit about that, but I think experience is the best way to learn. And, and, and you, and you fail and you learn again, you succeed in different things and stuff like that. So I think that's, it's really important that you're talking about that. Um, and then, you know, have you, so you were a second shooter at one point. Is that what you said? You did a couple of second shooter weddings. Obviously, you're you're kind of alpha now, so you don't really second shoot. Is that correct? You're kind of the big wig. No. <laughs> so I know I wasn't even a second shooter. I did okay. lighting. I oh, like okay. like in college. Oh, so you were the low low. Oh, okay. I held like a large metallic object That's to awesome. bounce lighting off and help out with that. So I didn't even have a camera in my hand. Yeah. So that started from the bottom song by Drake is all yes. all you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Um, what do you, so say there's a second shooter or someone's becoming a photographer and they want to get experience. And let's just say, for example, they want to work under you. Cause obviously I think you need some help sometimes. I know Dawson has worked for you, right? Kind of getting experience. How would they reach out to someone who is at a higher, you know, level of photography so they can get more experience and learn from someone who's better than how would, how do they best reach out to someone like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can definitely just like reach out to someone on Instagram and say, Hey, I'm, um, wanting to get into weddings more and I would love to second shoot or tag along. Um, something that's really helpful is to show in some way of like photos you've already taken just Mm -hmm. to show that you do have some sort of experience. Um, just because, I mean, my couples are also paying for their second shooter when they, so I want my second shooter on my weddings to still be somewhat experienced, um, that they should know how to shoot in manual on their camera. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, I don't know, maybe explaining some of the experience that you've had included with that. So if I was like Christian and I want to be a second shooter for Heather, maybe just send you like some of my work that I've done, which obviously I won't get hired if I send you some of mine, (laughs) but say I was good. So basically just on Instagram, Hey, I'll just, you know, this is what I want to do. I've seen your work. Heather, you do really well. I'm a beginning photographer. I really want to get something under my belt. Here's some of the experiences I've done. Here's some of the photos that I've done. Would that be something that's pretty good? Yeah. And I mean, over Instagram, you kind of have your own little portfolio on your yeah. profile. So, so have a great. portfolio. But, yeah. Um, just, I mean, the pictures that you posted. But yeah, just maybe saying like, this is the experience I've had. Or also like, this is the camera I own. Okay. Because um, it's also important to have whenever you have a second shooter to kind of have the, like the same type of camera yeah, so that the sure. photos look, you know, the same quality, but yeah, no, I would love to, um, just, yeah, be using that more to meet more people mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. But, Do you yeah. like, you know, getting to meet new photographers in different styles? Is that, you know, I know Kansas city is really booming. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you get some sort of inspiration from other photographers? Have you taken some things away? 
Yeah, for sure. Yes. I love getting to meet other photographers and um, I actually second shot for another photographer because she needed someone um, and I like look up to her a lot. So um, just being able to get to know her and learn from her even mm -hmm. and um, yeah, just you can relate to another person a lot when they're in the same industry as you. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's I, like not everyone can relate, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they, you talk about – it's kind of like uh, sometimes like, you know, I love being a nerd in some ways. So I love like my Star Wars fans. So like I, I will geek out about Star Wars, but I'll talk to some other person about it. They're not into that at all. And they're like, you lost me at like Han Solo. And I said, <laughs> all right, well, I guess we're not meant to be friends anymore. So, yeah. but um, yeah, no, talking about podcasters, I, I reach out, I follow a lot of podcasters. And the reason why is I want to get more experience. Um, what are they doing? What's working for them? What's not working for them? Um, but we just relate because we know how, you know, the growing pains, we know what, what, what feels great, you know, what type of content to put out. And that seems like that's the same thing with being a photographer, probably surround yourself with photographers who are willing to grow. You know, mm -hmm. it's probably like anything like with friends and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yes. And we can always learn from someone else, no yeah. matter like where we're at. Yeah. yeah. So I love doing random things and on the podcast. So um, I want to go back a little bit to like your upbringing as mm -hmm. as a young kid and like who that who you are today. Like, how were you raised? You know, parents like what was that life? What was that like um, in your life? You know, do you have any siblings, stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. I grew up in Independence. Um, okay. Biggest city in Missouri. There yeah. We go. <laughs> Um, yeah. And kind of like I said, I was always interested in like the creative world growing up, just really loved music mm -hmm. growing up. Um, yeah, I was super into music, which obviously ended up moving to Nashville. Yeah. Um, I have an older sister and a younger brother. Um, I was raised in a way where I was, could be very independent mm -hmm. growing up, like got a job at 15 and, um, wow. just really had a lot of freedom growing up. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I think an aspect of that kind of helped me um, now where I'm like, okay, I'm going to start my business. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to own my own business and just like owning it, um, being independent in that. But yeah, growing up also, I think my definitely my fault with the creative world is I was so um, just like into music and the creative world where it was almost an idol in my life mm. and like in Belmont, like I was like my dream school. I was like, okay, I have to go to Nashville. When I go to Nashville, I will be living my best life. Like yeah. I'll be fulfilled. Like, you know, you just have all these like creative juices flowing. Oh, like I sure. just need to like get there. I need to get there. And so, um, yeah, it was definitely an idol in my life and, um, ended up moving. Yeah. I mo moved to Nashville was at Belmont. And honestly, like I had fun. I really loved it. But even though I had got to where I was wanting to be so badly, there was still just like that emptiness there, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, at that point, I didn't have a faith at all. Yeah. Whenever I was at Belmont, um, didn't really like grow up involved in church or faith mm -hmm. things really. Um, and so whenever... I ended up having to leave Belmont, which is, I felt like at the time was the worst thing to ever happen yeah, to me. I was like, going to ask you that if you feel like life was like just ending, like oh, you feel like the Atlas was, guy with the, carrying the world, that was like the world was crushing you. It was, I was crushed. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it was. Um, to a point I didn't even tell my friends there that I was leaving because I did didn't you, want it to real be quick, real quick. Did you, yeah. you thought maybe they would think different of you because you were like quote unquote failing in your mind. Was that why you were like being hard on yourself? Yeah, I just, I, yeah, I was like, oh, you only made it one year there, like mm -hmm. leaving after. What are people going to think of me? Like, yeah. Yeah. And just because I loved it so much there. And I think up until I left, I was like, no, we can make it work. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was really trying to make it work. I almost was a live in nanny to yeah. someone in Nashville just so I could stay there. <laughs> <laughs> trying everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, ended up moving to Mizzou. And it's so apparent now that God was just weaving that story yeah. the entire time because whenever I moved to Mizzou I moved in with a girl who had a faith and ended up sharing the gospel with mm -hmm. me and um, she also was a very creative person yeah. and loved that stuff too but she, she wasn't just constantly chasing like on to the next thing like what's the next big thing I can do she yes she was um, like a motivated person but she was content mm -hmm. also and I never had that contentment in my life and so whenever she shared the gospel with me I was like yes this is yeah. the answer that we're fully content whenever we have a right relationship with God yeah. and so everything changed there and yeah. now I see why I had to leave like, oh, that. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no for sure that's awesome and even talking about contentment because that's a big thing 
especially being an, an owner of something, I feel like you're always looking to grow or to do something better. So with that kind of perspective now, where do you find contentment in photography? Like say mm -hmm. there's these next gigs, because I think everyone, when you do something, you want to grow. I mean, you naturally, that's what you want to do, but sometimes you can get like unsatisfied. Like I'm not, I'm not where I'm at, where I want to be right now. So mm -hmm. is that faith kind of helped you balance that out? Or what does that mm -hmm. kind of look like for, for you yeah. right now? That's a really good question, especially with Instagram. We can constantly compare ourselves with oh, 100%. people with more followers or they get to go to these crazy places. Mm. Like It's so easy. And yeah, like you said, it's it's great to have goals and to be growing. Um, but yeah, I just I really have to tell myself like I have to be thankful for where I'm at right now. Like it wasn't it was not just me that got me to where I'm yeah, at. Like yeah. so many crazy things had to fall into place. That is totally God that did that. And so just having a thankful attitude, mm -hmm. I think, helps me with contentment a lot. Like, wow, okay, I'm so thankful that I have all of these clients right now. Yeah. Um, and not constantly wishing for more. Yeah. yeah. That's a, another question. I like going more in depth, you know, especially with, with this podcast. And what does it look like for Heather to be thankful? Does she journal? Does she? Because I think some people are like, okay, it's good, Heather. Like, be thankful or take things, you know, don't take, don't take things for granted. But how do you practically do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I like to start my mornings just like spending time with God. And so um, also in the mornings that my mind wanders a lot. And yeah, so whenever I'm like, too. yeah, I'm like, okay, I need to be focused. I want to <laughs> have a focus and I'll, I'll start my prayers with just saying what I am thankful for mm -hmm. before going to God and asking for all these things. I yeah. want to thank him for what he's given me. So yeah, writing out um, what I'm thankful for. I think it's helpful to do that at the start of the day too, yeah. just to start your day off well with that mindset. For sure. Yeah. No, I, anytime I try to do that after, it doesn't work as well. So yeah. I have to give like what's most important, you know, to the, for the, when I wake up. So I definitely mm -hmm. agree. I'm 100% on that. I think it's really good for people, whether it's photography, podcasting, you know, whatever business or whatever you're at in life. I think it's important to, to find, you know, some sort of contentment where you're at. Because I think, I mean, I can speak for myself, Heather, and you can, if you want to, it's like almost like a treadmill. It's like if you can't find contentment, you keep running and it doesn't stop and you just keep getting more tired and tired and tired and you look, keep looking for the next thing and it doesn't satisfy. It, it maybe does for like a couple of days or mm -hmm. a certain amount of time, but it just it's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in like whenever you do have a business or just in work it's always going to be work still, you know, like yeah. it's like, I love my job so much. I'm, I, I honestly couldn't see myself doing anything else right now, but it's still work. Like mm -hmm. I still, you know, get tired after a long wedding. And, um, I think we can think that, okay, I'll get to that point where work doesn't feel like work anymore. Mm -hmm. And I just don't know if that'll ever be the case. I don't, you think, know? So. I don't think so. And so no. we just have to remind ourselves like, okay, I am getting paid to do this. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't a free hobby. So yeah. it's, it's can be fun, but it's not all fun. Like I yeah. still need to be a hard worker and yeah, it's always, you know, does that make sense? Oh, no, it makes yeah. total sense. Yeah. And no, I think, I think you have to, you have to have, it's balance. It really is balance. And then knowing what's most important in your life. And that can look like, mm -hmm. they could look different for, from anyone, but I think a common, denom common denominators are we're all human and we need to have some sort of contentment in whatever we do. Mm -hmm. And, and I love that yours is faith in, in the gospel and I'm likewise too, mm -hmm. you know? And so, and I'm always a big advocate if you ever, you know, like, where do you go from that? This is, this is where I go. And I love journaling and help with my thoughts because my mind wonders, like, I want to start this or do this. And, and then I have this next project that I want to do. And sometimes I just get, I get so focused on the next thing. I don't ever become present in the moment. And like, I guess for me, what, what God has given me, and I kind of miss what's most important in my life, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, then if you do that, it's just like, well, then you get to the end of your life and then guess what? You missed all of it. And I, I can't do that, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but uh, going into your photography stuff, you said, you know, this is a good business for where you're at in life, you know, and it gives you a kind of a balanced schedule. What are some of the things that because of this photography business, it's given you the freedom, freedom as an entrepreneur to do or pursue? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like freedom. To yeah, be just like fun, fun stuff, which yeah. other than hang out with Luke, I know he's not that fun. So <laughs> yeah, no, it really is great that like I a lot of times I'll just go edit at a coffee shop and bring a friend along with mm -hmm. me. So I get to spend a lot of time with friends, which is really great, or someone that I'm pouring into. Um, yeah, like faith-wise, mm -hmm. getting to spend time with girls like that is awesome. 
Um, yeah, just the fact that I do get to make my own schedule. I can go grocery shopping in the middle of the day and yeah, I'm not yeah. having to like clock in somewhere usually, but with that obviously comes its own challenges. You have mm-hmm. to stay motivated and yeah. being your own boss is hard at times with, mm-hmm. um, getting stuff done. But yeah, I just love that I get to spend time with people that yeah. I love. Yeah. yeah. And you have a dog too, right? Yes. Utah. Yes. And how old is, how old is she? Yes. She is 11 months now. Okay. So who was it your idea or Luke's <laughs> idea? Or was it a collab? Initially his idea. Okay. And we, whenever he proposed the idea, we had a dog the next day. So mm, it was wow. really quick. Yeah. But yeah. It makes quick decisions then. <laughs> yeah. It was during the original lockdown. So we're like, okay, okay we're going to be stuck here. It's we COVID. may as well potty train a dog. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I, I did the same thing. So I had, I yes. got a dog uh, during lockdown. So, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's important because I think, you know, it is hard and not everyone's supposed to have their own business. You know, I think, you know, I just think what do you dream of? Like what makes you happy is also important. It's not the most important because, you know, happiness comes and go and joy is the everlasting mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, you do want to pursue something that does make you happy. So I think for some people, and I think you, you have tested this in the, in the beginning of the podcast was that it does take hours and hours to kind of build up something. But once you start working hard towards something and something you love, it gives you that freedom to kind of, especially as an entrepreneur, to do what you love. Like wherever, like if you were going to go to the corporate world or some sort of communications, it'd be maybe a nine to five or, and like that. And you probably wouldn't have time to meet up with people, pour into others, maybe take, you know, Utah out and you guys can have like a walk for an hour or two in the middle of the day, you know? But then there's also times where, you know, Fridays and Saturdays, you're grinding and you're doing wedding events all the time, you know? So mm-hmm. I think it was a good balance for sure. Um, do you ever find yourself um, like looking into any other things um, other than photography, like videography or you're like, or maybe painting or, you know, because I know sometimes as, when you build a business, you're like, oh, I could maybe see myself doing this later on. I didn't know if that was ever in your head. Yeah, I on, I don't have anything at the moment like um yeah, nothing else like that. Videography, honestly, is so foreign to me, which mm-hmm. is funny. You'd think it's kind of yeah. really similar, but I don't really dabble in videography. It's, but... <laughs> it's the, it, in the same field, but totally different. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, that is something I could um, pursue more in the future. But yeah, no, just photography right now. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. I'm jealous, though. I think I just wish <laughs> that there's one thing that I, like, I really love this and there's nothing on my mind because that'd be so much easier, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, so. Also, I think a big thing is whether you're, you know, how old are you? But if you mind me asking. Twenty-four. Okay, so twenty-four, so very, very young. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you when did you get married? Was it 22, 23? Mm-hmm. twenty-two? Twenty-two. Yeah. Twenty-two. Okay. So you know, later down in life, if you guys decide to have kids or not, um, you know, and then also like in the season that you're at, how do you balance out? You know, if someone's in a you know relationship with someone or married and with the business, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to find time for people or especially for your significant other, how do you and Luke bounce that out, especially for you and your business? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah, it can definitely be difficult for photographers because you're working on the opposite schedule mm-hmm. of normal people. Yeah. You do shoots in the evenings and you do weddings on the weekends. And so um, during peak season, that can be hard for Luke and I um, just to make sure that we do get enough time together because I'm leaving to go to work as he's getting home sometimes. Um, but yeah, a big thing is just like I I never want to go to bed working, mm-hmm. like not on my laptop editing at night. Like, yeah, if I'm not out doing a shoot whenever I'm at home in the evening, unless a rare occasion where I have a deadline, I just have to make at that point, I'm not working okay. and we're spending time together. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's really no limit whenever you have a business of how much you can work. You can always be where you can always find something oh, to do yeah, you can. to grow. <laughs> and so you have to tell yourself like, okay. I, I need to be a normal person and like clock out of my job in the evening or Mm -hmm. whenever that is. Um, And then also a big thing that Luke and I have is we practice like a Sabbath day. And Mm -hmm. so really just what that means. That's Friday for you guys. uh Yeah. 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 Just take he, he never answered my text on Friday, so it's like, I think it's a Sabbath day. <laughs> yes, Luke will even turn off his phone. He's real extreme with that. Yeah, I know, I know that. <laughs> it's harder for me to do that, but um, yeah, just, I mean, that's just taking a day off. Like, again, yeah. like a normal person, mm-hmm. like take an entire day off of work. Um, and so, yeah, that's on Fridays. So we really fight for that, and we do it on the same day together. So we have mm-hmm. that whole day together usually. But yeah, unless I have a wedding on Friday, but that's pretty rare. Usually I have Saturday weddings. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. I think it's, it's good for me to hear too. It's like, I don't have that for me. And obviously I'm not in relationships. So it's a little different, but still, I think it's good for you to kind of like rewind, like kind of clock out, you say, because we don't have a mm-hmm. clock out as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You just kind of 
you can work as much as you want, like, and there's no stop. Mm -hmm. And I think it's good for people to know, like, take that time. And then almost like, you're almost like setting stand, uh, boundaries for yourself. Like, cause you think you have to, cause if you don't, it's so easy to cross those boundaries or quote unquote boundaries. If you don't, if you didn't have them in the first place, you mm -hmm. know, did you ever struggle with that in the beginning? And then you've got, you feel like you've gotten so much better, like over time, like trying to like not work and set it, set it aside and, and kind of turn that phone off. Yeah, it yeah, it definitely was hard in the beginning and still is. Mm -hmm. I definitely have to fight not answering emails at, mm -hmm. every, at all times of the day. Yeah. That's still hard for sure, just because I want to like serve my clients mm -hmm. well and be there. Um, and I mean, also social media is a whole nother aspect to yeah. it that is always a struggle. That's, not <laughs> that's a, okay. So I want to go into that. I want to hear your perspective. How do you balance out? Because I'm so I want to hear your maybe you can help me out. So trying to balance out, you know, your business and then also just. I just regular like normal people life because obviously social media is a big thing. I probably wouldn't have social media if it wasn't for podcasting stuff and promoting my business because really if you're not on any social media or internet in 2021, you're not going to make it. Like, it's, it's just it, everyone's on it. So there's no billboards. No one really reads a newspaper. So you ha it's almost like you have to. So how do you, I mean, are you still learning that? But how do you really mm -hmm. kind of, okay, so this I'm on it to just do business and I'm not going to look at anything because you can, I call it the unlimited infinity scroll. You know, you just keep scrolling and scrolling and you could sometimes you just get tangled into certain things. It's a loophole. Mm -hmm. How do you, how does Heather bounce that out? Yeah, I'm definitely still learning. Okay. That well, I'm, I'm glad probably, for the authenticity. No. So. Yes, that is definitely so difficult. Um, just because yeah, my, business Instagram is also my personal Instagram. Mm -hmm. So it's so like interwoven, but I, I do have to use Instagram. I would say like 80% of my clients come from Instagram. Mm -hmm. So that is a huge part of my business. And it's really important for me to take advantage of that. Um, but yeah, it can start to become counterproductive whenever you're working and you're like making a post for work and then you start scrolling for 10 minutes and yeah. then you're not even working at all. And I so know. my biggest thing, yeah, is like if I need to post like while I'm working, I just get on post and just try not to scroll a lot. Yeah. Like I just don't want to be sitting there, like you said, like the endless yeah, scroll. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think. Yeah. Also on Fridays, like making sure I'm not on social media, having a day where you can just like turn it off and not mm -hmm. be on it, which is crazy that one day can be hard. But oh, that's yeah. just, like we do become addicted to yeah. our phones and social media. So just limiting that for yourself in whatever way you can. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good. What I picked up is just like have the initiative of what you want to do and stick to it, whether it's like a post or a story for any business. Okay. Mm -hmm. And don't like, don't, 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 don't go to the main page. Cause you go to the main page. That's where all the scrolling or explore and stuff like that is, is, mm -hmm. is where it's at. Um, and then going into that, obviously, do you have goals for the business? I mean, uh, probably you have, or are you just like, Hey, I just did a wedding event, you know, two years ago and I just had boom, 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 boom. And here I am. Or have you like written down goals and like, this is what I want to accomplish or this 2021, Heather wants to get, you know, you know, 4,000 followers because that's going to give me more business. Does she want to, you know, how many weddings can I put into a month? You know, what does that look like for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I really don't goal set with like social media really. Like I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think since I, I don't have like a ton of followers compared to so many other photographers and stuff, but I'm still, I still have a full-time job, like mm -hmm. very full-time, you know, so yeah. it's really not only in the numbers. Um, so I feel like I don't focus most of my like goal setting stuff when it comes to social media. It's really just, okay, how many weddings do I want to shoot this year? How many photo shoots do I want to book? And mm -hmm. I focus on that more so. Um, and you, the past two years I've like gone over that. So now I'm like, okay, how can I limit myself to not shoot okay. so, so many you have weddings? More of that, which is most of the entrepreneur's problems is going over. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like for I'm I'm already booking for next year and I know, okay, I need to put a cap on to where I can still like make enough money by shooting weddings, but I'm not shooting so many weddings that I'm not focusing on my clients anymore. Because mm -hmm. whenever you have thirty five plus couples, you can't get to know them as well. You can't be as close to them yeah. and communicate as much. So I'm really trying to draw back how many weddings I'm doing in the future now. But, yeah. That's good to set standards yeah. and stuff for you. Cause that's kind of, that goes into like the clocking and clocking out kind of aspect and mm -hmm. stuff like that for sure. Yeah. You know? So, um, and then, so what do you like to do stuff? What's kind of the, some of the things you do for fun? Like with you or Luke you know, going to the mm -hmm. city, what would you, you know, photographer wants to get out and about or anyone, like what are some things to go explore that's been on the top of your list? Yeah, we're big coffee drinkers mm -hmm. as you are. Yeah, so mm -hmm. always in a coffee shop for sure. Um, you got a favorite coffee shop or you're like, I like them all? 
coffee wise is definitely post okay just yeah I, I mean it's really really good so <laughs> that I quality oat yeah. milk latte yeah so good. oh you're one of those girls okay. <laughs> yes um but then yeah also love the vibe of messenger yeah it's a fun place to hang out it is it's the best yeah um see so yeah, how coffee also me and luke just really love to travel mm-hmm. i would say i've seen some of your guys' photos it's really cool you make me jealous i'm like <laughs> i can you know me and utah we can be brother and sisters you guys can just take me yeah you, know? you can so, just come along with i'll us. take photos of you guys you guys can have really good i'll try to make them <laughs> yeah that's great yeah I, w- I would say our hobby would be like going on trips but that's too expensive a ho- of a hobby so yeah, that'd be a great hobby <laughs> but, you could get sponsored maybe yeah you really could i think you could nowadays so hey airbnb there you go up. there you go you, you heard it here <laughs> yeah so so traveling and then has there been some cool places you guys have gone you guys, are you, I think you did go to. Did you go to California recently? Uh, or you guys went somewhere? We went to it Joshua was, Tree, okay. which is a national park in California. Yeah. Went in the middle of summer. It was it was like 107 degrees over there, yeah. maybe more. That was last year, right? Uh, that was this year. This year, yeah. Yeah. So we just stayed in a cool Airbnb. I remember that because me and Luke were kind of doing some training stuff for just running, and I remember him like telling me when he got back, he's like, "It was miserable running." Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He ran there. <laughs> um, Do you run? No, I don't. I wish I could get into it. I just yeah. haven't tried for a little bit. But um, yeah, Joshua Tree is really cool. It's a big like place that photographers go and mm-hmm. people elope at, not in the summer, but yeah, not in, in, summer. in the off season. Um, but yeah, we went to Portland in the beginning of the year, which was really cool. It's a cool city. Oregon's beautiful, mm-hmm. the coast and everything. So yeah. yeah. Do, you, okay, do you find yourself on vacation that you're able to really relax? sometimes for me, I'll, Heather, I'll be on a vacation for an average of seven, eight days. And in a matter of three days, I'm like, I need to go back home. I need to start working towards my podcast, Lawn Care Landscape. Because I'm like, I need to answer emails. I could be making more money, doing more client. Like, is it, have you been able to, to really be present in the moment going on vacation? Or is that's like, or that's pretty easy for you to do that? Um, Yeah, I, I'll like let my clients know sometimes beforehand that like I'm going out of town or um or just whenever I get back I'm like hey mm-hmm. sorry I was on vacation because yeah. yeah I don't want to be like working the entire time but also I want to utilize the trips I'm on to take photos and use that for like my branding and my job because um no one's going to hire you to travel and do like a destination wedding if you if you don't travel already yeah. they need to see that you travel in your photos and in your portfolio so yeah i still use it kind of yeah. for work but try to not be like emailing and working while i'm there so do you, that, is that a goal would you want to do some more traveling weddings is there yeah. a certain distance you're like i'm not going to go farther this far or like if they pay for it you're you're fine to do that yeah, I would like to travel more, but I don't want to be like full-time travel elopement photographer yeah. just because I don't know how I don't know how they live normal lives yeah, <laughs> like when yeah. they're always on the road. So, I would just like to travel probably a couple times a year. Yeah. Um, but What's yeah. the farthest wedding you've done? Um, I haven't I really haven't mm. gone far. I I've shot like wedding in Arkansas or so really just like okay. the Midwest. It's 3 or 4 hours, yeah. Yeah, I'm just stayed in the Midwest right now. Yeah. yeah. Is there like within Kansas City area and around Missouri? Is there better places to practice photography for certain things? Like obviously you like weddings, but say, I mean, what are some better ways to practice landscape, you know, like other, maybe taking pictures of artwork, you know, people are a whole different animal too, trying to do that. You know, what's, how would you tell them to practice for that? Yeah, I would just say go out with a friend downtown and um, a little hidden like spot that I like to go to there's just like go to the roof of a parking garage Mm -hmm. the top level and it kind of gives that rooftop vibe and you get some pretty lighting like in golden hour at sunset and play around with the lighting and um yeah so just go with a friend and have someone model for you someone that you're already comfortable with if you're first starting out versus a stranger Mm -hmm. (laughs) going with a friend um yeah random person on the street hey yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah top level of a parking garage though is kind of my spot to go to just to have fun yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's a good idea. So I think, yeah, I can only imagine like taking some random person. It'd be hard unless you're very comfortable with that. I yeah. mean, if, <laughs> if you're all about getting out of your comfort zone, which I am, that could be a, one of the best ways to to do it for yeah. sure. So, and then um, do you have other friends that are in the business with you too that have kind of come along your journey to help support you? Because I think, you know, another thing is like when you're first starting out. I think one of the biggest things, or just in life too, Heather, is to surround yourself with people who do love you in every aspect and who they're there for you and encourage you. So have you had that? And then like, what does that look like for you right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Lauren Bully, I don't know if you know I her, yeah, but know yeah, she's a wedding photographer also. And um, we've gotten really close through it. We've shot some weddings together, which has been really cool. Um, so it's been honestly really beneficial for me, like our relationship, because not only 
is she a photographer, but she's also following Christ. Mm -hmm. And so, um, because I, yeah, there are so many photographers out there, but it can be so easy to make photography and your job an idol Mm -hmm. to where you're just giving your life to your job. And so at times I'm like, okay, I just need to talk to someone who like is doing well and is successful, but it's also not their life. They're not giving their soul to their (laughs) job. And so that's really big for me, just, um, our relationship and being able to talk about how to navigate things to still keep faith the main thing, but also work hard and be a good steward of our job. Yeah. It, it, it's always, I think it's always going to be a balance. And because mm-hmm. I think part of our nature is like thriving to put our identity in work because especially now in today's world, like that's where people are given value, whether mm-hmm. you're a top basketball player, whether you're, you're the president of the United States, like what you do is like how you're valued. And so I love with our faith is like, we don't have to worry about that. We, mm-hmm. we, we know that God's created us unique and uh, it's, it's a time alone and abiding with him. Like that's where he's given us our identity mm-hmm. and our values, not based on how much we can do, how hard we can work, how much money we can take in, which allows us to be very content with what we do. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I saw a Tim Keller quote recently that said, whenever work is an idol, success goes to your head and failure goes to your heart. Mm-hmm. And that just hit me. I'm like, that's so true. Why am I so crushed when I don't end up booking a a couple or you know and whenever it affects you that much you know okay maybe this is becoming an idol for Mm -hmm. me and it's no longer just a job anymore yeah i love that quote that's really good so i'll probably capture that in in some highlights but (laughs) and so yeah so i mean we can talk about that real quick failure have you had some shoots where you're like the couple uh, couple wasn't as happy with it um you know or or you you weren't as pleased and how do you move on from that or how do you try to take the next stepping stone to be like not you know, judge yourself too hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I honestly, I haven't had an experience where they like just didn't like the photos yeah. or, um, but I definitely, I find myself reading into their response too much. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, they didn't seem that excited. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like I want this crazy response from each gallery I deliver. Um, but people just express things differently mm-hmm. too. Some For people sure. aren't as expressive with that. Um, but yeah, I have had a lot of moments, honestly, where after a shoot, I'm like, oh, I did not do that well. I feel like, I didn't do a good job, but a lot of the times it's as a photographer, you can want that like Instagram worthy photo Mm -hmm. or photo shoot, like what is going to get the most likes. And that is whenever it's becomes really unhealthy and you're not even serving your client in the way like the each shoot you do should be about the person you're taking photos of, not of your own portfolio, not of myself. Like Mm -hmm. as I'm taking photos, I can't be thinking, oh, this is going to be great to feature on my Instagram. Or like once that is the mindset, you're not even doing a service to your couples anymore. And so, yeah, I just, I have gotten in a place where I'm like, okay, if my couple or family or whatever, if they're if they just had a great experience and um, we got to know each other better and they love their photos, then that is enough for me. Um, not putting such a high expectation in that way. Yeah. That makes sense. No, that's good to note for any photographer, or just really anyone as a business owner. So and I think with the like, I, I'm kind of against likes, to be honest, the more I'm on Instagram, because I think also not necessarily about you, but I think you lose the value of like the true authenticity of what you're trying to post and you base things off of someone's going to like it or not. Mm-hmm. And I kind of hate that concept, to be honest. I think people would would be more free. They would feel more free if they can just post things of what they feel like is valued and what they love doing rather than what the quote unquote world loves. Because then I think people really do start to lose their identity and they start to lose like the, the love they have for whether it's photography or podcasting. Like mm-hmm. if all I did was just like, oh, people are going to love this content. I'm just going to post it out. Like, yeah, that'll do good for, for a little bit. But then I'm kind of being fake. And like, I'm not really posting out what, what I believe or what, you know, what I'm trying to help other people is. It's just based on like, oh, they just want to like it. So that's what's at. So mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's really good, especially for for my young, I mean, 21, 24, still in this, you know, older than me, but still pretty young. Is like, especially I talk to some audiences like 17, 18. That's so social media is bigger and bigger. Like I have brothers and sisters who are eight or nine and they're on YouTube at like it's that's it's their whole life, you know. So it's just kind of like good to note to note that and, mm-hmm. and to realize like, hey, stay true to who you are and don't worry about the likes as much. We're about providing value and, and being true to who you are. Yeah. So, and I mean one one day Instagram isn't gonna be a thing. Like I agree. There's yeah. so many social media platforms that have come and gone. So we can't even put our whole business yeah. into one platform. We For have sure. to make sure we're giving clients a great experience so that word of mouth is still a thing mm-hmm. oh, we're not that, only that is the biggest thing. that is the biggest thing yeah. word of mouth you mm-hmm. cannot beat that real quick have you thought about getting on tiktok for photography 
Because I, I, the reason why I say that, because as podcasting, and I've talked to Dawson, because I think he's eventually going to, but I've been nailing it in his head. He's he's annoyed at me, but I'm like, bro, because some of these people have really gotten a lot of business and just put on their platforms. It's starting to become, it's not a dancing thing anymore for little kids. It's really like every, all these business owners are starting to put this on TikTok because it's almost like Instagram, you know? So mm-hmm. I didn't know if that's ever been a thought in your head yet. Yeah, I have thought about it, but I, I literally downloaded the app and then was kind of overwhelmed by all the, all of the content on it. Yeah, I don't lot. even know how to make the videos. So what on you it should do so. this is what I so the more you engage with content, I love the algorithm in this way. It shows you what you want. So if you start looking at photographers and you start liking them and commenting, all what's going to show you, it's going to show you photographers, videographers, maybe different ways to grow your business. So the the algorithm in the next two days will show you what you want, and that'll be good for you probably because it'll give you more inspiration, more creativity. You just kind of for me, I have to balance. Okay just 15 minutes of TikTok or 10 minutes. So then, cause like, cause then it starts, my brain starts to get fried, you know? Yeah. I mean, honestly I should, because like I said, Instagram isn't always going to be a thing. And so it, it is, is good yeah, to have a right. platform on multiple social medias, but um, yeah, I just haven't gotten around to it. It's okay. And, when, once you get on TikTok, we'll you can, see. you can thank me later. <laughs> <Okay>. So, <laughs> um, so we're get, getting close to kind of the end. And uh, do you have, um, what are just maybe one or two things you would tell, a person wanting to start their business kind of around, you know, a younger age or wherever they're at in life and even photography, what would some advice you would give them like knowing what you know now? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say don't just like sit around and think about it or talk about like, oh, this would be awesome. Like actually do it mm-hmm. and commit to it if it seems like something you're going to be passionate about. Um, and then, so yeah, just do it <laughs> and then, um, actually work on your skill mm-hmm. and become skilled in whatever it is you want to do just because, yeah, so many people are starting businesses right now. So many people are photographers even. Um, and so like, what is going to set you apart and actually put in the work behind it? Um, don't wait until you have everything figured out to start it. Cause you'll never start it. You won't, you'll never no. have it. I, yeah. I don't, I'm a big believer. I don't think everyone's actually will ever make it, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And then, um, yeah, don't be afraid to ask for help, reach out to people. Um, yeah, like I said, I didn't have a business degree, so I, I mean, I just would Google stuff. How yeah. do you get this license? Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. Um, you kind of just got to grind out early on, but yeah. That's good. I love that. You know, start before you're ready and then never start preparing. That's, that's a good one. So, mm-hmm. um, and then always, you know, ask this question, what's your purpose in life, Heather? Cause you know, passion and we talk about coffee is the name of the podcast but i think purpose is really defines who you are and like the why behind everything you do and i would want to ask what's your purpose in life Mm -hmm. yeah i am so thankful that i can be at a point where i can say my purpose is not my job it's Mm -hmm. not photography um that it really is jesus and bringing god glory with my life telling others about him and just knowing him deeply um and yeah it was, I guess, four years ago now that that wasn't my purpose before then. And mm-hmm. I was um, trying to find my purpose in my future career and my relationships and what people thought of me in the city I was living in or the school I went to. Um, but I always felt empty through that. And those never really made me feel fulfilled until giving my life to Christ. And so, um, yeah, I can love photography and pursue it, but it's not fulfilling me as a person. It's not my purpose. Um and that is Jesus. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I totally agree with you. And I think your purpose helps navigate, you know, certain passions. It gives you, you know, kind of the, the I guess the foundation of the things you pursue in life. You go back to, and you, you with your purpose too. You spend a lot of times investing in younger girls too. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I try to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as much as you can. Yeah, yeah. Would you say it's one of your favorite things to do? Just kind of getting coffee and talking with these girls and talking about life. Yeah, for sure. Definitely seeing someone. Um, either come to Christ or like catch the vision of what it looks like to follow Christ and live on mission is the most fulfilling thing mm-hmm. for sure. Um, just because that's something that lasts beyond you. Um, yeah. Something a lot bigger than you. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much for the time, Heather. Yeah. Where can people find you? What's the best place to, to reach out to Heather if they want to you know, follow you, see your work, you know, interact with you if they want to be a photographer and, and kind of work with you or if they want to book you? Yeah, my Instagram is heather.rose.photo. So follow me there. Website's on there, all that. Pretty simple. Yep. I love it. Yeah, well, thank you again, Heather. It's been such a great time, and I'm looking forward to people to be able to hear your story and just kind of and just hear everything that you have to offer within the photography. Cool. Thanks for having me. Hey, again, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode today. Hopefully, there's something that you could take away from the episode and some sort of value you can apply to your life, whether that's trying to find the uh, 
finding your passions or just knowing your purpose. Um, two of the most important things you can do for yourself. Again, if you haven't, guys, uh, give me a rate on the podcast. Let me know if I did a good job, thumbs up, or let me know if I did a bad job, thumbs down. And uh, don't be afraid to, to leave your honest opinion seriously. And, uh, you know, if you can always reach out to me. I'd love to hear any questions or if you're pursuing your passions or you're, you're doing amazing or you're like, man, I'm, I need some advice in some sort of way. Or, you know, if people you want to reach out on the podcast, feel free to shoot me a text or give me a call slash voicemail, whatever. It's 816-714-9904. And also you can check me out on any, in any social media sites at christian.j.lynch. And then uh, the podcast page on Instagram is purpose, passion, and coffee. Again, guys, know your purpose, pursue your passion, and most importantly, enjoy the process. Till next time.